Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can come to you and we can receive your spiritual food to us, Lord. We open our hearts to hear what you want to say to us, and may the Holy Spirit be our greatest teacher today. You speak to us, you reveal to us, you shine the light from heaven. This will not be just a information or the head knowledge. But will be something that really touch our heart and really help us and move us along. And we want to be the doers of the word of God, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' name, Amen. I would like to start by reading Genesis chapter six, verse eight. I like this scripture, and I want to change the name in this scripture to my name and your name. But Noah, we should change to but. Lemur, but Arche, but Elmer, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. How many people want to put your name in there? How many people want the record in heaven saying that? But dot 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 your name found favor in the eyes of the Lord. God looks from heaven. And he see you and say, "Hmm, I like this guy. I like this lady. I want to give him or her so much favor on this planet Earth." And our Lord is not a respecter of people. He doesn't take side. He doesn't look at your skin color, your language, your background. He looks at your heart. And we're gonna learn from the life of Noah. What kind of man he was, thousands of years ago? Why did God give him so much favor? And the story is so powerful. We can do the same thing in this 21st century. That if we live the lifestyle that Noah had, we gonna have the favor of the Lord as well. So I believe that this teaching is one of the keys. For you to experience the great favor of the Lord, you need to understand that the people in those our time, they were living, wildly, partying, committing sin, and worshiping idols. And God, who was on heaven, looked into the earth. He saw all these people who committed sin and disobeyed in the Lord. And God said, "I think I have enough." I'm gonna wipe out humanity from this planet Earth. This is enough. They were so rebellious. They were so disobeying God. So I'm gonna do this. Let me read from Genesis chapter six, verses five to seven. Before verse eight, look at what happened from verse five on. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and the Lord was sorry that He had made man on the earth, and He was grieved in His heart. Can we make God grieved? Yes. How can we make God grieved? Number one, 
we sin against Him. Two, we rebel. We quench the Holy Spirit. We did not want to do what He say. We just keep rebelling against God. Then we make Him grieve. We don't want to make God grieve. We want to make God happy, smiling. I like to apply the same principle: happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Unhappy wife, terrible life. Okay. Happy God, blesses life. Amen. So we want God to be happy. So the Lord said, "I would destroy man." Whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. So this is the description of how God felt toward mankind in that generation. But I like the word "but" here in verse eight. But Noah found favor. In the eyes of the Lord, the whole earth was going to get into trouble. They're all going to die in the flood, but one man was saved. Why? Because there is some characteristic in his life that God looked from heaven and say, "I like this man." But thank God, I like the word household salvation. When that man named Noah. Did the right thing in the eyes of God. Not only he was saved from the flood, but his wife, his sons, three sons, and his three daughters-in-law were saved. Our God is a God of generation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. When God called David, He did not just say David, that man. He said David, son of Jesse. He always called back to the daddy. So I want to encourage all the men in this room. You need to really take serious about God. Be a man of God, because if you make that choice, your wife, if one day you get married, and your sons also in law, and your grandson, grandchildren, gonna be blessed because the man in that house stand up for God. That is the God that we worship, the God who cares about generation, and he look at the dad and the mom what they are doing. Why did Noah find favor in the eyes of the Lord? Why other people on earth? I don't know how many ten thousand people in that generation. They all died in the flood. Why? There must be a reason. Let me read to you the reason why Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Verse nine say, "This is the account of Noah and his family." Noah. Was a righteous man. Everyone say righteous man. Righteous man. Number two, the only blameless person living on earth at that time. Everyone say blameless person. n u m b e r three, and walked in the close fellowship with God. So we're going to look at these three qualities first. Noah has many good qualities in his life that make God happy with him, make God show favor to him. Number one, he was a righteous man. What does it mean, a righteous man? Some people watch my YouTube. Oh, by the way, we have new channel in on YouTube now. We used to have all the languages in New Hope International YouTube called New Hope IC YouTube channel, but now we divide it up into English. 
The old one only Thai and English Thai, and the new one called Varula h a p e r s i t Channel is only English. And we have Vietnamese, we have also French, we have Hmong, German, Chinese, and Vietnamese. All kinds of. We have eight channels altogether teaching. Somebody give a testimony. This person was really in bad shape, and this person watch YouTube and see. I don't like this guy. He look like a Japanese man, look like a Japanese preacher. But why he was speaking in Thai? Because he looked Japanese. I look like Japanese. I look like Chinese. But I am American. I hold the American passport. I speak with accent, but I'm American. <laughs> so what I try to say to you is, I look Asian. I look like Japanese, but I am American. My citizenship of being American is the position of my life. Righteousness, in one sense, is the position. You were sinners, but after you put your faith in the gospel, in the good news, and you receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and your Savior, and you repent of your sin, at that second, at that moment, you have a new position. You are not a sinner anymore. You are a righteous person, because the righteousness of God came upon you, clothed you, and I never look at my church member as a sinner. I look at them as the saint, S A I N T S. They are righteous person. Everyone say, "I'm a righteous person." Your righteousness did not come from your good deeds. Your righteousness came from faith. By the grace of God, because Jesus at the cross, He took your sin on His body. That's what the Bible say, and then He offered you the righteousness of God. So once you believe in Jesus, boom, the righteous cloth come upon you, and you become a righteous man. Noah was a righteous man because he believed in God. He believed in the Almighty God, and he lived a life of obedience to God. Righteousness. But not only he has faith in God. Number two, the only blameless person living on earth at that time. The second quality of Noah. When we talk about blameless, I believe with all my heart that Noah is not perfect. If you read the story of Noah later on, one day he drank too much alcohol, <laughs> so he was not perfect. Okay. But what does it mean to be a blameless man, a blameless woman of God? I believe it means this way: God, I'm going to do my best to walk in obedience with you. I know God, I'm not perfect; I make mistake. But as long as I know I make mistake, I repent right away and I turn around right away, and I'm going to study the Bible. I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna be the best neurosurgeon. I'm gonna be the best husband in your eyes. I'm gonna be the best father. I'm not perfect. Don't take me wrong, but I do my best to follow God, and I'll make sure that everything I do, I will not come against you or hurt people. I'm gonna do the best in my life. I want to be a blameless man. It's a decision. I live your life that way. So I pray that you will be that kind of people. You say, if I know something wrong, I stop right away. 
If I start to have bad attitude, I stop right away. I repent right away. I want to be a blameless person in the eyes of God. Will you do that? You will do that. You say I can honor God from now on. If I know something wrong in my life, I'm gonna turn around as soon as possible, and I'm gonna do the best for God, even though I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I just do the best I can. He is a blameless person, and I pray that you will be a blameless person in this generation as well. And not only that, he walked in close fellowship with God. I can imagine if we apply the teaching, the word today. You walked in close fellowship with God. It means you always read the Bible, you always talk to God and pray, you always listen to God what He wants you to do. If God speaks to you, turn right. You turn right. You have that close relationship with God. You always want to go to church on Sunday, even though it's hard to wake up on Sunday. You want to go to care group. You want to get involved in the Bible study. You want to be trained. You want to be made disciple. You want to serve the Lord. You're going to use your gift. You always obey God and say, "God, tell me what to do. I want to obey you. I want to walk with you. I want to have that close fellowship with you. I honor you. I love to worship you." I would not miss the worship time. Sometimes people come to church half an hour late because they want to miss the worship time. They feel that they waste time. No, worship is a fellowship. You fellowship with God. You walk with God. You have relationship with God. Amen. Amen. So if you have these three qualities, what happened? Look at Genesis chapter seven, verses seven to thirteen. Listen carefully. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wife. Entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Noah, his sons, his wife, and his sons' wife, pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark. And God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600 years of Noah's life, Noah was 600 years old at that time. On the seven days of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On that very day, you notice one more time, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Together with his wife and the wife of his three sons, enter the ark. You notice that why God has to waste the space in the Bible again and again by saying Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wife, two times already. God can just wrote down Noah and the family, and Noah, and then done. But why did God say Noah? His sons, his wife, and their wife. This means that God really cares for your family. God doesn't want one of your family to go to hell. He wants your husband. He wants your wife. He wants your kids to go to heaven with you, to have eternal life and super abundant life. I tell you the truth. I'm a man who is very serious about this. Even though I don't talk much about hell, because I don't want to scare people, but hell is real. I can save people in the whole world, but if my son go to hell, it's sad. 
If my daughter goes to hell, it's very terrible. I'm really actually while I was worshiping God a while ago, I was praying for my kids and my grandkids. While worshiping, I pray for Paul, Tanida, and Joy. Pray for Josiah, Nora, and also Millie, that they're all gonna love God and serve God. They're gonna go to heaven with me. I'm really serious about seeing salvation of my kids, and definitely after that, salvation of people around me, because I know hell is real. And if you reject Jesus, hell is eternal. It's eternity. It's serious. You know, when people heard about COVID and people get intubated and have COVID in the lungs and cry and die, my one of my partners, he is a neurologist. He just retired at only one year. He moved to yeah, Idaho, and then suddenly the news came to me. He was in the ICU, get intubated, and eventually the doctor pulled the tube out and he died. He is maybe one year older than me. Neurologist, I was so sad. That is scary news, but this is more scary. Going to hell. In this one, God did not want one of his family to be drowned in the water. He did not want even one person in Noah's family to die. He wants all of them to live, to survive. My brothers and sisters, first of all, start from you. Make sure. You have the ticket to go to heaven. Make sure you are a really born again Christian. That Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, not just your Savior, Lord too. Make sure you repent of your sin. Make sure that you walk with Jesus seriously, not just religiously. You need to really walk with God because you want to make sure your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb in heaven. We want to make sure we go to heaven. Amen? Amen. I can help you by just preaching to you and praying for you, but I cannot save you. I'm not a savior. Only Jesus is a savior. And number two, if you are married, if you have kids, make sure you do everything on this planet Earth that your kids will be saved. Be a good example to them, praying for them, encouraging them, take them to church. Since the first day, I'm Pastor Da. Got the baby named Tanida. We say we're gonna take her to church every Sunday, no if and or but, and we're gonna show her that God is good. And thank God, all of my three children believe in Jesus, and they all serve God now. So I know, and I know they all go to heaven with me. And now it's their turn to bring the kids to church every Sunday, even during the pandemic time. People wear masks, and the church closed down. They still come to church with me. They all come to church because. They don't want their children to go to hell either. They know and they know the seriousness of salvation, of eternal life. Amen. I believe that God said this again and again. Noah and his son and his wife and his son's wife entered the ark. The ark is a church today, the place where people can come in to get saved through Jesus Christ. So we are serious about that. Noah actually could have compromised and followed the way of the world. But Noah made a decision to have faith in God, to live a blameless life, and to have a close fellowship with God. Because of this lifestyle, he received the favor from God. What happened in Genesis chapter eight? Okay, before we go there, you need to understand this. You put yourself in Noah's shoes. You never see the flood, and suddenly God told you, "Could you build 450 feet long?" Boat 
and put all the animals in there. I think many of you will say, "This is crazy." You tell me to build 450 feet long boat on the ground. We don't even have a machine to move the boat into the water. They did not have the high technology like today that you build a boat and you have something to pull down into the water. It's just so old days. You notice that Noah walked by faith. He did not argue with God. He did not walk by what he see or what by his sight. Or by his reasoning or feelings, he walked by faith. When God told him to build the boat, he did it. And this is not one day building. I think hundreds of years he keep building. And while he is building, where is the flood? Where is the rain? God, are you sure that I should build this boat? What's going on here? I don't see any flood yet. Hundreds of years that he was building, he did not have any high technology like today. But he keep building the boat. This man definitely was the man of faith. He obeyed God even without good reasons. <laughs> Sometimes God told you to do something, and He did not tell you the reason, but you do it anyway. You remember when Abraham had a son named Isaac? He could not have any more baby. That he was old already, hundred years old, and when Isaac turned into kind of a teenager or Young kid, God told him to take Isaac to the mountain and kill Isaac as a sacrifice. Wow, that is unreasonable. That is out of mind. But did Abraham believe and obey God? We need to walk that way. Obey the Lord, even though it sounds unreasonable. Amen. Let's look at Genesis chapter eight, verses thirteen to twenty-two. What happened afterward? Noah was now six hundred. One years old. On the first day of the new year. Oh, uh, let me tell you one thing. My lawyer, he's a Jewish man, and I mentioned to him that I hope I can live to 120 years old. And he laughed. He said, "You know how the Jewish people bless each other for birthday? Their culture is 120 years old. That's how they bless each other. You live a long life until 120 years." And that was in Genesis chapter six. Verse three, and the Lord said, "My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, and yet his days shall be one hundred twenty years." Noah lived to six hundred years at that time, but after that generation, man lived only hundred twenty years after the flood. Okay, let me read Genesis chapter eight, thirteen to twenty-two. Noah was now six o one year old on the first day of the new year. Wow, new year. Ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, "Leave the boat, all of you. You again." Listen one more time. You and your wife and your sons and their wives. Did God care about the family? God wants your whole family to be saved. God wants all of your family to be blessed. Our God is a God of family. That's why we call Him Heavenly Father. The only faith on earth that call God Father is Christianity. 
Other religion never call God Father because He is the Father. Release all the animals, the birds and the livestock and the small animals that scurry along the ground, so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. God wants us to be fruitful. So Noah and his wife again, Noah and his wife, not just Noah and dot 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 dot, Noah. His wife and his sons and their wife. Wow, I really care for my in-law now. <laughs> I care for my son-in-law, and I pray that my son gonna marry a good woman, because I care about my in-law. Their wife left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built his own house. Having a nice TV set, and have fun with snook and golfing. <laughs> did the Bible say that? No. What was the first thing Noah did after he came out from the boat? Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved. For that purpose, in other words, he sacrificed clean animals, not dirty animals, not junk animals. He gave the best to God after he came out from the boat. So look at the characteristic of Noah here. Noah was a thankful man. Noah was a generous man. He did not have a lot of animals on the boat; just came out. But and it happened a few months after that. The first thing he did, he thanked God, he worshipped God, he gave to God. That's why God looked at his heart. My brother and sister, when you come to church and you give tithe and offering, don't give with the attitude like, hmm. again, the pastor asked me to give this tithe. <laughs> If you give that way. You are not like Noah. You complain. You hold grudges against God to give to God. When you have to serve God, you have to spend your gasoline money to drive to a care group. You open your home and you have to feed people in your home for the fellowship. And you say, "Oh, my pastor, tell me to open my home." If you have that attitude, God will not accept your giving, your offering. He wants you to give out of a thankful heart. You open your home joyfully. You give to the Lord joyfully. You're happy to say thank you, Lord, that you saved me. Yes, no, I was saved by that boat, but now you saved me by Jesus Christ. God demonstrated His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for me. Thank you, Lord. A thankful heart. We give, we honor, we worship, we serve. We give our body as a living sacrifice to God, and say, "Use me, Lord." I remember I moved to Seattle, India, 1985, and I knelt down in a bedroom and say, "God, I give my life to you. You do whatever you want in my life. I offer my life to you as a living sacrifice. I give everything to you, Lord." Because I 
I'm so grateful that you saved me from being a Buddhist man who's going to go to hell. And I was in terrible shape. I had bad habits. I was not a good man. I was a sinner. But God, you saved me. So I offer to you anything. I open my home. Every home we bought, we always think, can we do, use this home for ministry? Everything we do is all, all for the kingdom of God. I want to do that way. I want to be like Noah. I appreciate what God did for me, and I want to be thankful, and I show my thankfulness by action, by, by giving my life, by giving my money, giving my time to the Lord. And look what happened. I want this to happen to all of you. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, wow, the Lord in heaven, I like the offering of Ted in Chicago. Oh, so good. When he smelled the offering of David, so good aroma. He loved me. He is so thankful. He has a thanksgiving heart. He gave the best. He did not give junk. Sometimes people want to throw the TV out of their home and buy a brand new TV. So they come to the pastor and say, Pastor, I have a TV. Can you get that TV for free? I give you. But I, if you don't get it, I'm going to throw in the garbage can anyway. You don't give to God that way. You give the best. And when God smell, ah, oh, good aroma, the sacrifice. And I like next sentence. Look at this. When a man or a woman really have the same attitude as Noah, love God, fear God, have faith in God, live a blameless life, have a fellowship with God, and live a life of sacrifice and giving, what happened? He said, God said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think and imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. This man, do you know that you are offspring of Noah? Do you know that? Noah and his three children were the only people left on earth. The rest all died. So even though you look Indonesian, you look white American, some of you may look dark, maybe some of you look Chinese, but we all offspring of Noah. Do you know that? So we should see him as a good example to us. And what happened? When God was so touched by the heart of this man, God say, I'm going to show grace to the rest of mankind. No more flood in the same way. I believe right now, so many Thai people in Thailand have been saved. People get saved like popcorn right now in Thailand because this man from Thailand, I live my life for God. And God looked down from heaven and see this Thai man. I was born and grew up in Thailand. He, this man loved me. He used to worship idols. He used to be a sinful man, but he turned around and now he gave his life. He sacrificed for me. I'm going to bless Thai people because I was so happy with this man. His 
generation and his ethnic group going to be blessed by me now. You want to be the beginning of the blessing to your family, to people around you, because you choose to be like Noah. Obey God. Amen. Noah, obey God. Let me read the last scripture and then I will finish. This is the promise of the Lord. Noah had faith. He became the righteous man by faith. Noah was a blameless man, which means whatever God tell him, he said, yes, I obey you. I turn around. I'm not going to do bad things. Anytime you, you correct me, you warn me, I will repent right away. I will do my best. I honor you. I live my life for you. I'm going to honor you all the days of my life. Noah had relationship with God, had close fellowship with God, not just light relationship, close relationship with God. And God blessed him, blessed his children, his wife, and the future generation. Look at the promise in the Bible, in Deuteronomy. I'm going to read this and done. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all His commands that I am given you today. Have faith and obedience. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, of the world, which means He will honor you even though you came from Indonesia, but in your workplace, God will honor you. He will honor you amongst the nations. That's what happened to my life. I came here, spoke broken English. Within one year in Washington, I became the boss of all American doctors. He lifted me up above the, all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your house and your fields will be blessed. Your children, you want your children to be blessed? Your children and your crops, which means your business, because at that time, people were farmers. Your business will be blessed. The offspring of your herds, the little dogs in your house, your dog have babies, the baby of your dogs, and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and bread boards will be blessed. Your bank account will be blessed. Your investment will be blessed. Whoever, wherever you go, and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing. I like that word guarantee. How many people want guarantee? I like guarantee. God guarantee. It means He's going to do what He say. He will not change His mind, change His word. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do, everything you touch, blessed, successful. He guarantee. And will fill your storehouses with grain. Your bank account is going to be so full. No debt. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He has given you. Some of you, your land is in Chandler. Some of you in Gilbert. He gives you the land. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, the Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He swore He would do. Then 
All the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe. They look at you and their chin drop. Wow! Why these people are blessed so much? Why their business so blessed? Why they get promotion? Why you guys have a nice house? Why? Because you obey the Lord your God. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land He swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from His rich treasury in the heavens, and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. How many people want to get out of debt? How many people want to have more than enough that you can give to people, and you don't need to borrow from people? If if you listen to these commandments of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be always be on the top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. You have only one god. Come to this point, you will say, "Pastor Lau, the Bible is so thick. I haven't even finished reading the whole Bible yet. How can I obey the command of the Lord my God in the whole Bible? All the commands, simple." I give you a key. One time, a man came to Jesus and said, "Lord Jesus, I obey the Ten Commandments. What else I need to do? What are the most important commandments in the Bible? I want to know." This man kind of challenged Jesus, and Jesus said, "The first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and that is the first and most important commandment." And the second is this: love your neighbors as yourself. If you can do this, is what Jesus say in the book of Matthew: If you do these two, you obey the whole Bible. <laughs> Simple. You are led by love. Everything you do, you ask yourself: Do I love my God more than idols, more than money, more than my position, more than my comfort life? I love God more than anything or not. Every decision you make, everything you do, how you spend money, how you spend time, you ask yourself: Do I do this out of the love for God? Two, do you love people or not? This morning, I have a conversation with uh, Chai and Seth. I say that the more I know God and I'm, the more I study the Bible, I really believe God even more and more and more. Because one thing that God teach Christians is that. Let us live our life for the community. I tell you, if I can become a president in America, but I will not. I'm not a political guy. If I can become the president in America, my motivation is not for myself, but for the society, for the community. Because that's how God is. He wants us to love people, bless people, live for people. If you can live that way. The promises in the Deuteronomy chapter 28 gonna 
happen to you. You're going to be blessed everywhere, anytime, everything you do. He's going to protect you from your enemies. He's going to lift you up if you walk in love. We go to church not because somebody will do something to us. No. We go to church so that I can bless you. What can I do? Can I carry something for you? Can I pray for you? Can I smile at you to make you happy? Can I encourage you? If you think this way, I'm going to go to show love to God and I'm going to go to bless and love people. I'm not here as a consumer so that people can do something for me. No, I'm going to do something for you because I loved you. If you can live that way, you will see the favor of the Lord on your life. Just like he gave to Noah. I believe this teaching is the very important key. He told me to keep this teaching for this Sunday for you. I think this is the key. We start from learning from Noah. But Noah's life is a good example to us how to walk with God. Faith, Repentance, blameless life, fellowship with God, thankful to God, live a life of blessing, giving to God and to others, and the Lord will take care of you. Remember this, the Lord God is your source. Don't worry that you will lack. You obey Him, He gives you favor, He's going to take care of you everything. He is the most powerful, richest source in the world. You will not lack anything in your life. Second Corinthians 9.8, and I'm done. And God is able to make all grace, everything come by grace, not because we are perfect. Every favor, everyone say, all grace. Everyone say, every favor. And earthly blessing, everyone say, earthly blessing. Come to you in abundance, so that you may always, everyone say always, always. not just sometime, no, always, and under all circumstances, everyone say all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, wow, you don't need to ask people to help you, or get money from somebody, and furnish in abundance for Every good work and charitable donation. Amen? Before we go on, let's pray for Ukraine. Father, we pray for the situation in Ukraine, Lord. So many innocent people got killed. Lord, we pray that your grace will abound in that nation. Help all these women and kids and Lord, all the citizens there, Lord. Lord, put your hand on that nation. Move your mighty hand. Send your angels to help them. Save them, Lord, and stop this war, Father. Lord, we can only pray for them. We cannot do much, but we pray, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we believe you shall intervene in this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Next Sunday, New Hope is going to collect some money to give to the Samaritan, what is the name? Some purse or something. 
Yeah, that's right. We're gonna give send money to them, and then they will use this money to help the uh, hardship in Ukraine. We want to give charitable donation too. We want to bless people. Amen. Let us love the Lord our God. Let us honor Him, and we can enjoy the favor of the Lord on this planet Earth, and we're gonna be the blessing to other people. Amen. Should we confess together? Why don't we confess together that we're going to be a righteous person, Father in heaven? Thank you, Lord, for loving me by sending your Son Jesus Christ into this world two thousand years ago. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are the living God. You are my Lord and my Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I have made mistakes in my life. O oh Lord, come into my life and put your righteousness on me, so that I can be a righteous person. You took my sin on your body, and you offer me your righteousness, Lord Jesus. From now on, if I do anything wrong or have bad attitudes, please correct me. I will repent right away. I want to be a blameless person. Thank you, Lord. May your Holy Spirit help me to have a close fellowship with you, like Noah. Help me, Lord, to be a thankful person, to love you more than anything else, and love my neighbors as myself. Help me, Lord, to be generous to you and offer the living sacrifice to you. I want to live my life for your kingdom, Lord. Oh Lord, I believe you are no respecter of people. You are not the God of prejudice. Therefore, I believe your favor. Will chase after me. The blessings shall follow me because I follow you, served you, obey you. Things that look impossible will happen to me. You open the right doors. You bring me divine connections. You give me promotion. You help me to get rid of my debts. I can pay off my house quickly, and I will have more than enough to do the good works. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.
How many people gonna put this teaching into practice? Yes, let's practice this. Be like Noah in this generation. You and your household shall be saved. Let me pray, Father. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord. They have their loved ones, their spouse, their dad, their mom, their children and grandchildren. I pray, Lord, that you open their spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel, and you, Lord, help them to receive salvation and repentance from you. We command the devil to put the hand off from their eyes, and the veil in front of their eyes shall be torn away. And Lord, send people to witness to our children, to our loved ones. And all our loved ones shall be saved and go to heaven with us, and they shall experience the blessing of Abraham like us, Lord. We pray for our family, for our household, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.